Navy shot down more than a dozen drones and missiles in the Red Sea this week. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. And a maintenance issue in multiple aircraft at a marine base in Japan prompts what officials are calling corrective action. What does it all mean for our defense and security? You'll find out. I'm your host, Simone Perez. Today is Thursday, December 28th, 2023. First up, a Navy destroyer and other U.S. assets shot down more than a dozen drones and missiles in the Red Sea this week. It comes just days after the ship took down four unmanned aerial vehicles in the same waters. Here's why it matters, though. This is the latest incident where U.S. warships in the Middle East have intercepted air drones and missiles that officials claim originated from Iranian-allied Houthi rebels in Yemen. And it is happening amid heightened tensions in the region stemming from the Israel-Hamas war. U.S. Central Command said on Tuesday that U.S. assets shot down 12 one-way attack drones, three anti-ship ballistic missiles, and two land-attack cruise missiles over a 10-hour period. The U.S. assets included the destroyer Laboon and F.A. 18 Super Hornets from the Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group. CENTCOM did say there was no damage to ships in the area or reported injuries. And as a quick reminder, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced the creation of a multinational task force to help protect civilian ships in the region earlier this month. The Navy destroyers in the region have been tasked with taking part in the civilian ship protection efforts. Another important story, an unspecified maintenance issue in multiple aircraft at a marine base in Japan is prompting the Corps to take what it is calling, quote, corrective actions. The aircraft involved were the AH-1Z Viper attack helicopter and the UH-1Y Venom utility helicopter. The Naval Safety Command's list of mishaps said the problem happened at Marine Corps Air Station Futenma in Okinawa, Japan. The Marine Corps is keeping the nature of the problem under wraps while it investigates what happened. A spokesman said the maintenance actions do not stem from a flight mishap or personnel injury, but were in the normal conduct of preventative maintenance. He said the maintenance issue didn't raise any immediate concerns related to the safety of flight. A little bit more about the aircraft, though. The Viper can fire at targets in the air and on the ground, while the Venom can perform a wide range of missions. Both are Bell-made helicopters and part of the same family of aircraft. Also on your radar for today, more Navy crews are expected to receive the two-piece flame-retardant uniform in 2024. The service calls the uniforms the, quote, primary at-sea uniform option. It's known as the two-piece organizational clothing uniform, or TUPAC. The uniform features a tri-fiber blend and flame-resistant fabric equivalent to the flame resistance found in the improved fire-retardant variant uniform. Sailors are authorized to wear it aboard surface ships, submarines, and flight decks, as well as when they are commuting and are off base. The Navy started distributing the uniforms in December 2022 to U.S. Fleet Force units. Fleet Force's command have said as as of November, 50% of East Coast ships have received the Tupac. Additionally, nearly half of all orders for the uniform have gone to West Coast ships. U.S. Pacific Fleet anticipates that all sailors in the Pacific will receive the Tupac by fall of 2024. The distribution is based on priority lists provided by each type commander and factor in the unit's operational and maintenance schedules. 
All sailors aboard surface ships and submarines will receive at least two sets of the Tupac and an additional set for deployment, free of charge, just like they did with the improved fire retardant variant uniform. And now here's some other stories that we're hearing chirps about. In case you missed it, this week Sweden edged closer toward joining NATO. The Turkish Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee approved a protocol for the Nordic country's membership in the military alliance. A North Carolina towing company operator is set to pay nearly $68,000 in a settlement for claims he auctioned off, sold, or otherwise disposed of vehicles owned by eight service members. The Department of Justice announced the agreement this week. Stars and Stripes reported that the last surviving member of World War II's Merrill's Marauders, Russell Hamler, died this week. He was 99. The famed group endured harsh conditions as they fought behind Japanese enemy lines in Burma. And Stars and Stripes also reported that South Korea agreed this month to purchase 20 additional F-35A Lightning II fighter jets. And on this day in history, in 1973, President Richard Nixon signed the Endangered Species Act. You might be thinking, how is that in any way related to military history? Well, many endangered species live on or near military installations. And earlier this month, the military confirmed it will permanently end live fire training in Makua Valley on Oahu in Hawaii. The Makua Military Reservation spans nearly 5,000 acres, and it's reportedly home to more than 40 endangered and threatened species. That's it for us this morning. To get more top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com ebb to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted and produced by me, Zimone Z. Perez. Today's episode featured stories by Diana Stancy and Irene Lowenson. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Bruce. Have a great day.